0: Hello, friends and strangers. Welcome back to Wisdom Weavers. I have a few questions for you. Did you know that childbirth can be a pleasurable, orgasmic, and psychedelic experience? Did you know it can be a sexual experience? I mean, isn't that the energy that created the little person in the first place? And just like sex, birth can be painful, pleasurable, Traumatic, transformative, or healing. And sex can be used in the most loving way or the most nefarious way. What it is, is powerful. It is perhaps the most powerful energy we can use as humans. I also want to mention that birth can be very uncomfortable and, yes, painful. And that's totally normal, too. But that doesn't mean it's not amazing, ecstatic, healing, and transformative as well. If you had a painful birth, that doesn't mean it still wasn't the most powerful thing you ever did. It is intense, yes. The student mystic in me wants to ask the question, what was that apple that Eve ate from the tree of knowledge that cursed all of humanity and cursed women into painful childbirth? What is the serpent, if not the kundalini life force. What is this fable speaking of? Is it speaking of a misdirection of the sexual energies held in the body? Is it that we forgot how to run our natural sexual circuitry throughout our bodies, and now it registers as something other than its innate liberated and pleasurable nature? Just some questions I have, but I digress. Back to the point. We have so many negative programs running around religion, society, institutions regarding the dread and suffering of childbirth. This is nothing but programming. I invite us all to perhaps open our minds to birth being something other than suffering or pain. It is the most powerful thing in the world channeled through a woman's body. Amanda's story may sound unique, But the more I walk this path of birth and midwifery, the more I witness and hear stories like hers, even from people I know, just nobody is openly talking about it because, well, it's strange to experience pleasure when you're being told from every angle of humanity that you must be in pain. In this episode, we dip into the psychedelic nature of birth and of course, there's a connection between the psychedelic frequency and the higher sexual frequencies. I plan on diving deeper into these subjects on future podcast episodes, so ste- so definitely stick around for that. The thing that sticks out to me most about Amanda's story and also other women I know who have had orgasmic psychedelic births is that they were absolutely 100% free of fear. Right now, Amanda is well into her third trimester with her third baby, so I'm sure that's going to be her focus now, but I'm really excited to see where she goes in her path as a birthkeeper. So without further ado, Amanda is a radical birthkeeper on a mission to protect the most sacred rite of passage, birth, and the women who own it. Since she was a child, she's always questioned everything and considered other realities. That is what led her to her love of birth and realizing we always have a choice in life. When her time came, she knew she had options. She could initiate herself into a life where birth and motherhood were used as catch-all excuses for the banes of life and womanhood. Or she could let them be her reservoir of strength to transform her life. She chose the latter and was completely lit up after her first birth. She wanted to scream from the rooftops about this well-kept secret, this amazing thing called birth that inspires and fuels you with purpose, resolve, clarity, and love. Looking around, this wasn't a common sentiment, which is how she knew there was work to be done. So here she is. Amanda believes sex gets better with age, that anything can be healed. Not saying it's easy, just that it's true. She believes in hugs, human touch, breathing oxygen, and not lying to or hoodwinking the public. She prefers to drive stick over automatic. If your grandparents aren't around to teach you or your kids, she'll do it. I've linked Amanda's Instagram in the show notes so you can follow her there and see what she's up to. So, good morning or good evening wherever you are, and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did.
1: the beginning just to describe I guess my my evolution because where I am now is my I'm on my third child and um have had two home births midwife attended and then this is going to be my first um free birth and it's also my first uh wild pregnancy and I literally have not done like anything, any testing whatsoever. Like I didn't even take a pregnancy test. Like, oh, I yes. mean, just literally nothing. Yeah, And it's been amazing to have basically essentially evolved into this place where I'm even comfortable with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess just to backtrack to my first pregnancy. Um, yeah, it was interestingly enough at that time, like I, um, still had, like, all, like, the, totally a lot of, like, the the common, like, societal fears around motherhood for, for, for one thing, just feeling like, mm. oh, you become a mother, and your entire life ends, and, you know, you never have sex again, and all that stuff, <laughs> and uh, and so I still, I had a little bit of that at that time, and uh, I wasn't, so when I became, when I, when I realized I was pregnant, uh, it was, huge it was like oh my god like I, it just absolutely did not feel feel like the quote-unquote right time at that time you mm-hmm. know um my husband and I were like still living with family and we weren't even married yet I mean I was <laughs> not even that marriage is even a big deal to me we're just soulmates <laughs> it's whatever yeah totally paper. it just wasn't but, what we um, expected yeah so um and yeah, I mean, frankly, I, I had a, an appointment for an abortion scheduled mm. and I almost did that. And then like, I, I swear, like just the, in the flip was so fast for me. Like um, I canceled, I, I didn't, I actually almost went, but I, I didn't, I didn't go to the appointment. I just sat outside and like got back in my car and and just decided like kind of at that moment I was like no this just doesn't feel right like Mm. I I must have been chosen for some reason and not only that but like I I have you know I know people in my life who have you know quote-unquote done this with less than I have and um I just I just dove hard (laughs) pretty much right after that into just like intuitive and i was just I, I just like advocated for myself really intensely like i never had before thankfully at that point in my life like i had at least um i had really gotten into i i guess like a blanket term like natural health and i'd really mm. already started like taking my own health into my you know into my own hands i got mm. really into food like everything so at least i I had that i had like already that that concept of like sovereignty realizing how many things in our world were kind of we were already kind of being like lied to about and stuff right (laughs) i I definitely and i obviously at that time like applied that back to birth wait like i've already learned about all of this other stuff that's like we've been lied about like obviously birth is part of that too. So um, <laughs> I like really went into researching a lot of it, but not even like that hard. It just felt very natural for me. I, I, it, w- it was actually basic because I had, I had again, I'd already like come to terms with the fact that we were already lied to so much about other things. I was like, oh yeah, well definitely birth is a part of that this is completely natural obviously we've we've you know existed as a species for this long like why is there so much fear and management around Mm -hmm. it and so I instantly knew that I wanted a midwife and at that time I mean this is like a whole other topic that we don't have to get into now but I, I really I had no idea that there was like I guess it's kind of a split in, in the birth world. Like I just thought midwives, all midwives are authentic, traditional midwives. They're all like really for women. They all completely support the choices and all that stuff. And I was very lucky to have just uh, hired one. Like I didn't, I didn't even know that there was like this whole concept of like midwives and stuff, for example. Yeah. And so I was so grateful for that. And she was so amazing. And she just really like, um, kind of mirrored back to me this feeling that I had that birth was completely and utterly normal but Mm -hmm. everybody else in my life was like tripping out (laughs) like like, they're just like you're too small like you can't like it's gonna be painful it's gonna hurt why do you even want to do this doctors have quote-unquote figured it out Wait, I love and, that they said
0: you're too small. Did they mean that like physically you're too small? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, physically too small. Yeah, they just literally felt like because you know, whatever. <laughs> I guess I'm a small person, and like, and uh, yeah, they yeah, everybody was just like, oof, like I don't know if she can do this, you know, kind of a thing, mm. and um, and not not thankfully not too terribly. Like I've definitely heard some horror stories of like severe lack of support and choices and stuff but like but overall it 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 did it was kind of that feeling of the world against you because you're like am I taking crazy pills like this is totally normal why are you guys (laughs) freaking out you know
0: I'm just giving birth that's not a big deal
1: (laughs) yeah because I I just am like that anyway I'm just very like whatever like it's all good like everything's good so I felt like that so much within within me, and yeah, it was kind of interesting to just like obviously be in that. Sp- it was it was my first time in my life where I feel like I, I completely like advocated for myself against like the world. That's what it felt like, mm-hmm. and um, so that was so powerful for me. Obviously, because it's like you know just coming into a space where you have different views on things and, and whatever is I always have in my life. Like um, it's intense to stand up, like for mm-hmm. whatever you believe in, mm-hmm. even if it is again, literally the most natural thing in the world. Right. And um, so that was a, just a major, major initiation for me and something that really broke me open. And so then the birth itself Oh, sorry yeah my belly's all big so like, as I told you I'm taking
0: deep breaths but <laughs> yeah taking the deep breath but um breath.
1: yeah yeah um yeah so then the birth like itself just utterly completely like just broke my mind because not only was I just um you know really loving the pregnancy not really understanding why so many other people around me, like just felt like it was kind of this like terrible thing and, and whatever. So the pregnancy itself was amazing. I, I I really loved and enjoyed being pregnant and it was the first, like, I guess the, the first really deepest connection that I had to my, my feminine energy. Like, I feel like I've always kind Mm. of existed much, much, much more in my masculine Mm. and, um, as many women today do. Right. And it was the first time that I really felt like just the, the, the magic of my body. You know, I was like, wow, like I'm literally, you know, creating magic right now in my body. And it was, so that was, that was huge for me because it wasn't really something I had experienced outside of it. Like even with like menstruation or anything like that, same thing. I kind of had like just very, um, typical views of of things as as most of outward society had but it all changed like literally so fast like in my pregnancy (laughs) like I just like flipped back to like really loving and understanding and embodying like our all these innate functions you know that we have Mm -hmm. so anyway yeah the birth itself again like totally broke my mind because it was um Yeah, we had a midwife appointment that day, and on the way home, I started to feel like that my first um, sensations, and I was like, "Oh, okay," (laughs) I was like, "Things are kind of starting," and um, and I was surprised. I guess I was surprised that I wasn't like freaked out in any way. I was totally like observing what I was feeling, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like um. I don't know. There was just no hype in any way in my mind. I was just very present. And Mm -hmm. so we got, we got home and things started to kind of like, you know, I could tell they were coming like a little bit more, but again, they weren't, um, they really weren't painful at all. It just felt like very mild, uh, period cramps, but they they actually kind of felt good in a way. It was (laughs) really interesting. Like, um, so, funnily enough, like, my, my husband actually literally had a final exam due that night at midnight, so I, um, I just got into the bathtub. I told him, like, uh, you know, oh, whatever, like, you know, if I need you, I'll let you know. I guess, <laughs> I, I guess it. I'm in labor. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, um, so he, and this was, like, oh, gosh, maybe about, like, 8 o'clock or something like that. We had, like, a late appointment. And, um, I, uh, got into the bathtub and we were living with family at the time and I was just by myself and I got I don't I obviously I've given birth twice now and I'm about to a third time but I still don't know that I will ever get quite as high as I did like that first time like it was the I I can't even believe like how my body just like And psyche consciousness, whatever, like just slipped into the underworld of birth because and I loved that. I really actually I thought that I would want the massages, I would want all the things around me, I'd want people. I really thought I would, and I I didn't at all. I I love being by myself and I, like I said, like just went like very quickly, like just straight into I wasn't even on Earth anymore at all. I mm-hmm. was getting, like, all kinds of crazy visions. I – my, you know, quote-unquote contractions, like, were <laughs> – that word just does not make sense to me. It, does, it doesn't It does fit what I feel when I give birth or when I – sorry, when I'm in labor. Like, what, um, what for me – What word did you use? I don't even really have a word. It's just, like, I, I guess – it's more of okay so basically for me they feel very I don't have a word but I can describe them as like expansive which Mm -hmm. is opposite because obviously contraction is like contracting in but to me like all of that energy that maybe you know I suppose could have caused me pain but because when I think of pain I think about and contracting in you know like just like a kind of trying to make it go away kind of a thing, like you contract in to make it go away or whatever. um, All of them felt like they were going out of my body and the pain was, or I guess what would have been pain, like left with it. It's crazy. So obviously I know that like physically I was contracting, but it didn't feel that way. For me, the energy felt like it was going outward. So obviously Mm. there was like the pushing of my uterus and all that, and it was doing its thing. But again, like, oh, it just didn't, it never registered as pain for me. I, in fact, I really enjoyed them and they felt so, 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 so powerful and, um, or sorry, go
0: ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask leading up to the birth, did you have expectations that it would be painful or you just didn't think about it at all?
1: I had I basically had zero I completely like again just in feeling that birth was normal I didn't care whether it was painful or not because I knew a baby was going to come regardless you know (laughs) like I didn't and and again this is this is against being you know told over and over like about the pain of birth by everyone around me and um Mm -hmm. I'd only grown up with painful stories of birth my birth um you know, my birth was very traumatic for my mom. Mm. And um, so that, that was still the only like, you know, messaging I had gotten. But for me, when it was my turn, I was like, well, it doesn't matter, you know. And not only that, but I, I had heard stories of women who had painless or, you know, pleasurable and orgasmic birth. So I was like, well, that's on the table too then, you know, right. like whatever happens is going to happen. So for me, I feel like being in that state uh from the beginning really served me you know um of being like not not judging whatever my experience was going to be not even really having a desire for one except obviously that my baby you know comes out (laughs) like yeah (laughs) um that was basically it and so when I was in it again I was kind of in the space of like when it even when my labor started being like observing it almost Mm -hmm. and I was just like loving it while I was in it and it just got more exciting like because it was so (laughs) different than anything that I ever expected I was like this is awesome and I was just pretty much by myself like my aunt um that I was living with at the time she did come in to um she was help she was doing some timing of um contractions with me a little bit but um uh, very much left me alone, Was just kind of, cause I didn't know what was going on, honestly, cause I was so confused <laughs> actually that I was not feeling pain. I was obviously fine with that, but I was also expecting a level of pain to equal where I was in my labor process, you know? Cause I was right. like, Oh, does this mean I'm going to be here like forever? So it's already been <laughs> like a few hours and this just feels awesome. <laughs> like, um, and, uh, yeah, gosh, I had just insane, insane like psychedelic visions that were um, very much. I, I feel like my my body's way of, I guess, relieving any pain that there would have been, um, along with. Uh, yeah, I had I had quite a few visions, but I guess I'll just describe.
0: I think of which one. <laughs> You can describe any of them that you describe. want. Describe, <laughs> yeah. Totally one it. of them
1: is one of them is is really really like strange, I guess, because I'm just like the things that our mind puts together for us is just it's so wild. Like I, I I wouldn't have dreamed of this. It's crazy, but this is literally what I saw when I was when I was in labor at one point. Um, so I'm laying in the bathtub, and I already had a couple of visions like before this one, but this one was just so weird. Um, So I'm laying in the bathtub, and right before, literally before my eyes, like, physically in the bathtub, this, like, porcelain plate just, like, appears in front of me. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, okay, (laughs) what the fuck is this? And um, so on the porcelain plate, it was, like, a Japanese porcelain plate, you know, like, the blue and, like, Mm cobalt, or cobalt blue and, like, white, and um, it was this beautiful scenery. Um, It was, like, a, a fence, and, like, trees and grass and stuff like that on the edges. And um yeah, so then this little like samurai boy like <laughs> jumped into the plate and he started running like on the fence. And like I'm in labor obviously at that point, but I'm watching this. Like I, I'm just like it's like has all of my attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm just watching like run around the fence. And then he jumped <laughs> into the middle of the plate, and he suddenly had a rope, and he basically made like this huge. Um, he started making this huge, like a uh, uh, sphere or whatever, with like the rope. He just made like this giant, like knotted rope thing, and um, and so I could feel that my, I whatever you want to call it, contraction wave sensation was increasing but again i wasn't like in pain but it, it's it's like it's like it was increasing with how fast he was running if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and then so he got to the point then where he like grabbed the two ends of the rope and popped that i obviously like ropes i can't pop but he, really? he did it in my vision <laughs> and he popped this enormous like spear And with that, the contract time like just went away, you know, and then it was like my body created a way to, again, like, relieve that pain. It it took it like out of my body. It was just so, so, so crazy. And I kept having these visions like that where like another one that I had was basically just a really simplistic version of that where it was just like a balloon like blowing up And then Mm -hmm. popping, you know, it's like it was just symbolic of the the wave like becoming stronger, but then completely going away like with the pop and Mm -hmm. it just like I was just amazed that my body was doing this for me to get me through the whole thing and not at not not even one time did I ever feel Um, stress or like it was too much or overwhelming because I know a lot of women get to that point and that's like not a judgment in any way of course like yeah like that's what birth is it's like this massive you know like decimation of your entire being but for me it was just it was just so different like I just never really got to I guess that point because of what these things that my like my body was giving to me, you know, in my, in my mind's eye. And so, so yeah, basically it just continued feeling amazing. I was having these weird visions and um, I was like, I don't really know where I am. Cause, cause my, my (laughs) sensations were actually technically like they were coming faster, but again, like there was no pain associated with it. And it actually Mm -hmm. just felt amazing. So I did switch into the official, you know, birth pool. And my midwife came over actually at that point things had pretty much stopped. Like I wasn't feeling anything. Like I had no, I wasn't having any sensations at all Mm. and no, no pain, no nothing. And I was like, Oh God, again, not like I didn't enjoy what had just happened, but I was also like, Oh, do I have to start again? Like, what does this mean? I was so (laughs) confused. And, uh, I was just like eating like an apple and some cheese and, um, uh my midwife I did ask her to check my cervix cuz I was like mm-hmm. I don't know where I am right now I'm yeah. just enjoying this like can you, <laughs> or what do I where am I you know so she checked and I was fully fully dilated and um she was like she was like you can you're good like you're good you you can you know do this or whatever whatever happens it happens <laughs> and so I was like okay like I guess it's time <laughs> and being told that basically put my body back into action you know mm. so it was weird it was kind of like I, I had gone from a place of just being completely high and alone and just like really really in like the underworld
0: was your husband like a dimension. His essay? yes <laughs> he totally was I
1: it was it was only until yeah Really quiet. I wasn't moaning. I wasn't like I was literally in my own little I know that if there were footage, because there wasn't, I don't I didn't I don't have any footage of my birth actually. Um but I know that if anybody had seen it, it would just would have been a a chick in a bathtub (laughs) with her eyes closed. Like, you know, being quiet.
0: Tripping out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like tripping out in my mind. And um Yeah, so but when I did go to the birth pool, which was a little bit um, after midnight, he had, j- he had, like, just finished, and he was kind of like, oh, okay, like, this is <laughs> happening, apparently, like, because <laughs> I didn't call him into the, into the room at any point until that, and, um, so then, yeah, like I said, like, she was, didn't do anything, just basically said, like, oh, like, you're fully dilated, and you're obviously feeling really good, so, you know, um, she just, and in fact, she had left the room for a little bit to and my husband was in there and my body like kicked back into gear because I I guess like it was weird to me in a sense that like I had really been in that like psychedelic like intuitive space with my body but I also didn't know I guess on a logical level you know what was happening Mm -hmm. but her telling me that again like I said just like kicked my body back into gear and it merged my kind of logical Mm -hmm. and intuitive brain and um yeah things started up again and it wasn't much longer at all it was just like I did like I did do a little bit of pushing which you know I wish I hadn't because again I was kind of a little bit confused and I did do a little bit of pushing but then my body kicked in and started doing its own thing and and all that and and same like so I'm obviously at that point of birth and transition which was weirdly like logically kind of initiated (laughs) but it just felt incredible like just even more strength and it just enormously literally just like pleasurable for me which was just tripping me out again like why is this happening (laughs) and um and uh I don't. I honestly am not even sure how long like that lasted for, because I I actually got like right back into that like psychedelic space very quickly. Which again, I was kind of surprised of because of like you know there was like a little bit of a stop. And my logical brain took it, but I did, mm-hmm. and I went straight back into it, and I started having visions again, and I literally had this vision of my son, um, uh getting into a spaceship and he was just like so focused he was just like I'm on a mission to (laughs) get home to earth and earth was me Mm -hmm. and he was like he put on some like some headphones and he was like clicking (laughs) screens and buttons and stuff like that and he flew down to you know quote unquote earth and um just yeah oh my gosh feeling him like then come down into the birth canal Oh, it's so that like, even now, ball. yes, even now, like I, I literally do it. Like my head throws back and I'm just like, Oh my God. Like that was the best feeling in the world. There was no, like, it was so fluid. And when he went into my like vaginal canal, I just felt like my entire being just literally like exploded. Like it just <laughs> I felt, I, I, I have another vision of that moment where, like, just literally, like, rainbow light, like, just exploding out of my body. Like, when I think back to that moment, that's what it looks like every single time to me. Like, just feeling him come down into that. And, like, yeah, like, mind you, like, before this point, I didn't have much of a sexual connection with myself. And I had, I actually had never felt, like, pleasure to that level before. And right. I actually describe, I describe my first birth as like my first orgasm, really, because it, it, it actually was like I've this never is so still, incredible. and even still, like I've you know I've now and we can get into this later, but like now I I have like connected to my sexuality and I've had lots and amazing, tons and tons of like expansive, incredible like cervical orgasms, and still nothing compares to like this this first one for me, and um. So, yeah, it was just, like, I was just amazed by, like, of course, that my vagina was literally able to, like, hold this baby. And I could feel every single part. There was no resistance whatsoever. Wow. Um, I had heard so many stories, like, my, my friends just describing, like, the feeling of giving birth is literally like their bones are breaking, mm-hmm. you know? Just, like, mm-hmm. just like they, they just feel like they're being ripped apart. And for me, it was utterly fluid, just, like, my body just, you know, like, just wow. held him completely, and, um, yeah, like, his his head came out, and he just kind of was, like, chilling in there for a, <laughs> for a while, and it just felt, like, again, like, if there were footage, you wouldn't actually know that I was feeling this way because I wasn't, it was still, that's, that's just how it was. That's actually how my second birth was too. Like very quiet, very internal that I was feeling all of this stuff. So it probably didn't look as epic as like it was feeling for me on the inside. Um, But again, I was just like in this like birth underworld experiencing all of this Mm. and yeah, feeling his little shoulder. Even now I can feel it like I whenever I think back to my to my birth like I can feel it now like it's just this like cell encoded feeling and and the pleasure returns every time every time I think about my birth like my vagina yeah. literally like like <laughs> starts like you know and I know that might sound
0: weird like, to some people but no, it's, like it's not like listen that it's not like that but every woman needs to hear this cuz we're like all we've heard is pain that's all yeah. we've heard yeah and it's not and it's... true
1: no certainly for me it wasn't and again like I just I really chalk that up to being in a space of no expectations at all you know and um very very deeply being in trust and so yeah he was in there for a little bit and I was just like enjoying the best feeling I'd ever felt pretty much and then he flew out and that was like another rush of just like like crazy like just um yeah i guess i guess another just like enormous like ex- you know orgasmic like expanse pretty much that again felt like i just like exploded and um my husband picked them up and put them on my chest and i was just like totally mind blown i was like <laughs> what the fuck just happened oh my God. you know like what happened yeah it was obviously you know amazing amazing just completely and obviously like just what I described it it, I mean I guess the best way to describe it is just like that all of that just completely shattered the quote-unquote matrix of pretty much everything around me you know I was like okay if that can happen like literally anything is possible And wow, like, this is what our bodies are actually capable of, you know, like, I, I had never felt like the, I guess the true depth of what my body is capable of. And I feel like so many people are kind of stuck in that feeling of not just feeling like their bodies are broken or they're not that special. They're not capable of that much, you know, and I had felt like that for sure for, you know, a lot of my life. And, um, that, that, that completely shattered, you know, that feeling. And then I really left my birth feeling like I could do literally anything.
0: So did you really, um, did you have no fear? Like obviously in the birth and I, you know, I, I work, you know, I'm working with a lot of women before they have babies and in their births. And like a lot of them have done a lot of work on themselves and are obviously at the point I've been to hospital births before 2020, but I don't think at this point I would, (laughs) unless it was a, I mean, I don't even think I'm allowed, but so no, it's all home birth. And obviously that's the most fun for me. Um, But even then, like, there's still... Did you just have no fear? Was that... Because when I'm, like, listening to your story, I'm like, it sounds like you were just totally in the present moment. Like, almost like in a deep meditation.
1: Pretty much. Like, I I do not remember fear. I just... I don't. And um, either birth, like, and even leading up to it, no no fear of, of the process of birth at all. Like, and I... I don't... <sighs> I don't know how to like, I can't make somebody feel that, you know what I mean? It's like, I can't like tell somebody how to feel that because I experienced that so deeply, but, but yeah, no, I really didn't like complete and utter presence more than any other time in my life. Like, it's kind of funny, like there's, there's other things in my life that are obviously like a struggle for me. Um, but birth is not one of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. Birth, birth, for whatever reason, is, like, so utterly natural. Like, I wrote recently that, to me, it really actually, though it's, though it's you know, um, immeasurably epic, um, it's also just as casual to me as, like, eating food or... go to the bathroom it's just such a to me it's just such a basic like human um you know bodily function (laughs) i just like get like why there's so much stuff around it
0: (laughs) yeah i'm always like it's not a big deal it's a bodily function relax (laughs) (laughs) yeah not to the women i I don't say that to the women i'm saying that yeah society (laughs) yeah exactly
1: because that's the thing it's like they they have um really you know unfortunately and indoctrinated people to think that it's something more and of course I I know things happen and blah 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 and it's like birth is like er, a major culmination of it's it's a massive firewalk. it really is you know it's like it's where everything in your life like comes up in one experience but um for me I I very much look at it as an opportunity to throw you know, everything into the fire, like all these um, stories that you have about yourself that um, society is given to you, like, Mm -hmm. it's just toss it, (laughs) toss it in, like, toss it in the birth. And it just you come out completely and utterly reborn, like, definite, like, it's, it's just the the whole the whole Phoenix idea, you know, just like bursting out of the the ashes and being completely born anew. And, um, and again, it's, it's, it's natural we've been giving birth for a long ass time like it's we're good you know (laughs) yeah
0: totally wow and I think it's really important also that like you didn't have this like profound sexual connection to yourself before if that's what you right yeah yeah
1: totally and that's that's another thing that I guess I think is really interesting is that like I I and that was actually a whole idea that I had to play with, like, especially when I became pregnant a second time. So I was like, Oh, my God, I was like, was that a flu? You know, like, <laughs> I definitely had those thoughts. Not that I, I, I was in the same place. I totally even um, when I became pregnant the second time, I still had the exact same view. Like, um, I, maybe it won't be like that this time. Maybe it will be very, very painful for me. And and maybe it will be longer, more arduous or whatever, but either it doesn't, it still doesn't matter. I'm still getting a baby at the end of it. So whatever it feels like this time is fine too. So oh, I, nice. I was still in that place. And, and honestly, my second birth was basically the same as my first, <laughs> like that's great. They're pretty much the same thing. Um, and in fact, like I, I mentioned this to you, but they were born in like the same room, you know, just a few years apart from each other and um, only a few feet apart technically in the room and uh yeah my second birth was very similar but um but that that was something I really really did have to think about because like I was like yeah wow like I obviously kind of can't believe that I had my first orgasm was my first birth obviously (laughs) because like um I had always loved sex and always have been like fascinated with it but at that point in my relationship, we were about maybe four years or so in, and things had gone started to, started to go downhill in the you know the the two year mark. Like you know, people yeah. kind of tell you things naturally do, and there was just all these things that I didn't realize um, were popping up for me or affecting my sexual connection or or all that stuff so
0: i'll get mm-hmm. into that in a
1: minute but basically like but basically for me like what this proves to me is that like you know when you're in a state of complete surrender like this is an innate bodily function again that could happen because it's this mm-hmm. exactly the same with orgasm which i've learned mm-hmm. you know, it's like that's how those occur mm-hmm. is by being in letting go of literally every single thing around you and being mm-hmm. utterly in the moment so it was yeah it it, it it appeared or it happened for that reason it was just the difference was that I'm um because I was so flabbergasted by my birth and I was like okay so why is birth <laughs> pleasurable to me but I'm having like all oh, this like pain and stuff during sex. Why don't I want to have sex? Why has my vagina like never felt like that to me? Beforehand? This is like
0: between your two births that you were.
1: Yeah. So this is yeah. between my two births. And so I was like, I was on this like quest to like, find out how to get back to that. I was like, if I can have that experience, like I, there's gotta be a way to like, bring it into my real daily life. And think. Goodness, I came across um Kim Ami's work who completely and utterly changed my life and and helped me do just that because like in the sexual realm for me I get nobody really I've always 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 has been have been interested in sex and um just the more like, my, my, my parents totally had like Montauk Chia books around and like Tantra books and stuff like that. So, well. I actually did, yeah, like they were on our bookshelf and stuff. So, like, I had, um, I had that in my mind that, that sex was definitely something much, much deeper and um, expansive and, and um, basically what I had felt during birth you know, and then, you know, I came across Kim and Ami's work, and she was the only person that I had ever come across who spoke about sex the way I had felt during birth, so I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I need to learn from this person, Mm -hmm. and I did, and my relationship at that time, though we were so, so, so in love with our son, and we were really loving being parents, like, our relationship, our sexual connection was very bad, like, I had gotten to a point where, like, I would literally develop, like, UTIs and, like, mm. horrible pain, like, right before bed, you know, like, kind mm-hmm, of thing, mm-hmm. and to avoid it, mm-hmm. and, um, they, essentially, she helped me figure out, like, what all my blocks were, and, um, I just deeply went into a place of, yeah, connecting to myself sexually, like, I, um, the absolute vital importance you know of self-pleasuring and being like ma- making that a part of your life like mm-hmm. it's not it is it's a non-negotiable it's like you wouldn't mm-hmm. not eat you wouldn't not you know like mm-hmm.
0: um <laughs> I just Absolutely. think all these areas
1: of health that we feel are essential but sex is never ever very rarely included you know, right. but it is, it's just as important as all of these other things, like freaking drinking water, you know, eating food, um, you it's know, like
0: up there, it's, it's like, arguably the most important thing.
1: <laughs> I know. It, yeah. And I very much feel that way, like, um, since having, you know, experienced it myself and now it's just, uh, so basically, Again, fast forward a little bit. Like this is what I really worked on in my second pregnancy, because that was a whole kind of new, um, I guess taboo to break for myself was being being a mother, being a so obviously having an earthside child, also being pregnant, and having having a sexual connection and becoming and staying being and staying, you know, multi orgasmic and being like uh, very committed to uh a self-pleasure practice and also cultivating um you know an amazing sex life like with my husband as well Mm -hmm. and so yeah that was like a whole other level of societal deprogramming that I had to do because yeah that's another thing like um like what do you mean like we have to or that, it, that it's, quote-unquote, natural to let that part of yourself go, you know, while you're pregnant or as if you're a mother and all that kind of thing. Right. Like, um, I, I know that there's, you know, there, when you obviously listen, some women um, are naturally at their, like, highest libidos and they feel they feel the most deeply sexual that they have, which is amazing that that's natural for, for many women, but it's also very unnatural for a lot of women or for, I would say probably the majority of women. And that's when they lose it all. And that's when they like, um, even if they had a connection before, that's when they, again, that's when they, they lose it because they're like, they're just so focused on, um, doing all the things that like society tells you you need to do as right. a mother, and sex is so like it's not even seen as any kind of medicinal therapeutic you know thing that would actually be an enormous benefit for a pregnant woman like you know oh it's, God, it yeah. literally is it's therapy you know that it's literally at your fingertips you have it like within you you could do it whenever you 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 need you know and it's like it's, it's just so sad to me that um, that society as a whole, it like, doesn't view it that way, you know, so.
0: Yeah. And also, um, like, I think when when I've been working with women, I generally, almost all of them, if they're not open to it, fine, but most of them are. We talk about sex, and I ask them, like, how they're sexual. Not even just, like, how yes, much you're having sex with your partner. so important. I ask them all about it, and they are, like almost always they're like never been hornier in my life <laughs> like yeah they're like in the notes. they're like actually like I can't stop and they're like and that's so beautiful pleasure-. yeah exactly yeah, And so I full mean, of life sometimes in the first trimester no and sometimes at the very end no but like for the most part they're like I've had people be like my g-spot move to like my entire body somehow <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like that is so, awesome. so amazing.
1: Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love hearing that. And yeah, absolutely, like like you just said. Totally natural for some women. And it's funny actually. I think for some women um from, you know, stories that I've heard and stuff like that, but that's actually one of the first times that they will feel a deep sexual connection to mm-hmm. themselves whereas outside of that they actually didn't. So again, it's fascinating. Our bodies are really trying to bring that out in us because it is therapeutic, you know, and it is something Mm -hmm. that we need. So I I love that that does happen very naturally, you know, for some. Um, And it is. So, I mean, where am I going from here? (laughs) (laughs) I I guess. Yeah. So with my second birth, it was just kind of a thing that I thought I was like, Oh my gosh, like, is this, is it possible that this could happen again? You know? Because mm-hmm. then it became more, I guess, of a logical thing in a way, because um, I had, so I guess there was a little bit more of an expectation, because I'd already had an experience, you know, and I was just like, well, not an expectation, but like, whatever, I just wondered if it would happen again, and I, right. and I... I just did the same thing. I just didn't judge whatever my experience was going to be. You know, I was like, I don't, I'm not attached to the idea of being the orgasmic birth lady. You know, right. like <laughs> if I have one orgasmic birth, you know, unicorn birth <laughs> or whatever, and I have my second one is, you know, arduous, then that's still perfectly fine. Cause birth is just, again, the most epic, Transformation, and there would still absolutely be lessons. um, That experience would be for me if that's what was going to happen. You know, that's the that's the about it. But um, but it happened again. (laughs) Like I said, it was basically like the exact same, almost the same format, except that. my husband was actually able to be there with me, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Cause he had no school or nothing. And, um, <laughs> but actually even, so, even though it was, uh, it, it was actually the same in the way that I, again, if there were footage, you still wouldn't know that I was experiencing that stuff. Mm. I actually did not want to be touched at all. Although I was experiencing all this stuff in my body and mm-hmm. I was just like, again, like, Back in the underworld but I just it was just really wonderful to have him be there to actually witness the whole thing and he was just like a quiet you know birth witness pretty much great and um yeah but there wasn't like it it, it didn't look sexy or any any of that there wasn't any like you know I don't know nipple stipulation or whatever some people do it was just what I was feeling in my body on my own but um yeah so Two births and they both were just the most mind shattering, you know, like just absolute reminders of our innate wisdom when you let go of the external. You know, when you let go of your own stories, the stories that you've been told and you just are actually in your body, Mm -hmm. like this is this
0: is what can happen, you know? Mm Mm hmm. And was with your first birth was had you done psychedelics before? Was that also your first psychedelic experience and <laughs> orgasm? That's so
1: funny. That's so funny because yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah, people ask me that sometimes, and I'm like, actually, that that's something that I've never been into. I did do, I did acid once, and <laughs> that was um, how long ago was that? Before I guess that was a couple of years before. He was born so I, I did do that once but actually it's always been natural for me to um even going into meditation like I yeah. can actually slip into uh I, I don't know it's just natural for me like visions and um all that kind of stuff like yeah what you would expect from a psychedelic trip is actually just kind of a normalcy for me and I slip right. into it very easily even just through again like meditation or just like
0: kind of slowing down for a couple minutes <laughs> like yeah because it I don't know like it like when you talk about this I'm like oh you just easily can put yourself in the present moment. It's I mean that's what this is about. It's like surrender, mm-hmm. trust, be in the present moment and like that it's that easy and that difficult. But I'm like you what I'm feeling is like you just slip into that so easily. It's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, and for that was what was really interesting when I went into my whole sexual journey because um you know as as Kim teaches and it was what is so absolutely crucial for getting for experiencing, you know, anything past the clitoris, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, like G-spot cervical energy, orgasms, all these other crazy things that our bodies can do is surrender is always, always, always the key. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. like whatever. Yes. Some physical technique and stuff is important, but ultimately it's ultimately just that. And, um, Mm -hmm. obviously your ability to trust yourself or a partner, but anyway, like, um, oh gosh, lost
0: my train of thought a little bit well it was also reminding me that like I know also because I'm obviously very passionate about self-pleasure and I think Mm -hmm. it's a very important part and like doing like almost it could be a purification process as well it's usually not it's usually not for people unfortunately but if they want to work on it it can be but I know that if I'm deep (coughs) in like a practice with myself like that it it gets trippy and i'll have had n- yeah. nothing and there, it starts to get into this psychedelic realm and i'm like Whoa. oh absolutely
1: well oh okay now i remember what i was gonna say so for people again like obviously this is something that is kind of natural for me mm-hmm. but i still believe is something that everybody can access when they start um learning to bring surrender into their life more and that's why I love sex so much because that's where you it's a it's like a, a playground or a practice ground for that you know mm-hmm. if you're um that's why it, 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 it is a tool that you can use obviously and ideally before you ever even consider you know having children or whatever because it's like then you actually become used to that state of surrender as a part of your daily life. And then mm-hmm. it's not um, something that you have to, I guess, try to create in, like a shorter mm-hmm. period of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why, that's why I view it as so, so important because that's where you do, you get, it's like a workshop of surrender. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, it's a tool that I think everybody, you know, should should incorporate into their lives and um so yeah if it's something that's not as natural for you then you should consider you know bringing it into your life and that's where everything really comes up for you that's when you start realizing like what holds you back in life on pretty much all levels because all that stuff comes up in sex and it comes up in birth so right. if you can uh, work through all these walls and blocks and stuff that you have beforehand like yeah that's how you can start to surrender actually becomes like a way of life for you and Mm -hmm. definitely obviously translates to
0: birth Mm -hmm. I've always said sex birth and meditation are like they need to be the same energy because the same like I'm like you want the room I'm always like you want to set the room in the same way you'd set the room if you were going into deep, long meditation or if you were making love or if you were giving birth. 100%. Because I'm like, you're not going to have fluorescent lighting when you're meditating. You're not going to have fluorescent (laughs) lighting when you're having sex, hopefully. And you're not going to have fluorescent lighting (laughs) when you're giving birth. So I'm like, it's, it's all the same energy. It's like this trippy, psychedelic meditative sexual yes. birth experience <laughs> it absolutely
1: they're just different physical you know manifestations of each other but yeah you're absolutely right and that's like that's really the best advice I think to give anyone is just yeah exactly what kind of room would you want to have sex in or meditate in that's exactly yeah. what you should be giving birth in yeah
0: that's perfect yeah and I think it's really I hard love for that. people to get to that present moment meditative space but I also yeah think if they if they create a self-pleasure practice that is one form but like really giving yourself right. the time not like wanking oh, for no. like 30 no. seconds no. exactly yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly and yeah that's that's the important thing too because because birth is very similar it's this huge again like like epic firewalk transformation and obviously there are women that have extremely like fast furious births but then Most you know, women obviously it goes on for some time, and so it's like, yeah, it's it's really the same. You have to get used to being in the abyss for a while, Mm -hmm. and that's why again, like it happens, yeah. In sex, birth, and meditation, that's what you're getting used to is being in out of this like regular physical realm that we spend so much time in, you know, Mm -hmm. and getting into that space because as women, like that's that's one of these portals that whatever you want to say about it, but that's the, (laughs) I mean, this is a portal that only women have access to, you know, right? that we, you know? Yeah. So it's, Oh my God. I just, I love, I love what our bodies are capable of. And
0: um, it's amazing. Wait, I have a question about your, um, okay. So when people start working on their, sexual energy a lot of the times especially if they're partnered there's a lot of expectation put on the partner and so obviously you went through a massive transformation it sounds like through your birth and then working on it like you know 360 degrees 180 backflip how Mm -hmm. (laughs) how was your husband at all of this like, and did I, you not put the expectation on him? Like, what was the key? Because I think people are going to be like, okay, I'm going to work on my sexual energy now. Now I need you to, like, do this for four hours. And, please like, me.
1: Know, yeah, yeah. yeah, Um. So for me, I guess in my personal experience, I, I did make myself a priority because I realized that my entire, whatever, sexual life had really been about the as, as many women experience, like focusing on my partners. Like I was always more about them than myself. And so I didn't know, I didn't know my body, you know? So mm-hmm. I did, I did definitely focus on myself for a while. And then I guess like, I mean, basically I introduced, you know, Kim's ideas like to my husband and he got it. Like we, we, nice. he, he, <laughs> And and that's the thing, it's like, this is very different for for all kinds of relationships, because like, there's a lot of people who are on very different um, growth trajectories, you Mm -hmm. know, like some people are very, they just never even consider this more like conscious way of being or thinking of sex as being as powerful as it actually is. And it takes it can take a lot for some people to let go of like winking, basically, like you yeah. said, like just like how how so many people like treat their own, you know, self pleasuring or um, or sex. You know, it's just like a it's yeah, it's it's a travesty, really. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so for me, it took like introducing that to him and it just made sense. It was just obvious that this was an area of our life that we weren't like communicating about properly. And, um, and I mean, for him, it was like, well, this sounds amazing. Like, why wouldn't I you know, go on this like kind of journey with you? And it's definitely been an evolving thing for sure. Like I would say that on my own, like personal journey that I've, probably gone further than him but we have definitely definitely cultivated this like incredible sex life and I mainly was initiating it and I've had to like keep him on track a little bit but the thing is is like um he's he's experienced the the rewards you know he he knows Mm. the thing the thing is is like once you once you start going into that and you have any kind of um transformative experience like you can't forget about it you can't go back to your like regular life it's right. oh, it's like a constant reminder like oh god I have to get back to that again because like what I'm when you slip out of it I mean life is just not you know as like mm-hmm. obviously the just the normal the pain and struggle of life will kind of come back in mm-hmm. um, you know as it naturally does and so it's like when when you get again, back in tune with yourself and you start experiencing all these, not just the physical, you know, pleasure and rewards and orgasm and all that stuff, but it's all the outer life stuff too because you just, your life becomes this like massive, like flow state and um, everything that you want literally magnetizes to you so much easier because you're just actually being who you really actually are as a human being, you know, like um, connected to this like, incredible infinite like power you know power source um within your body and so with him yeah like I mean he knows how good it can be and so he he is along with it for me now um more than ever he's been on this journey with me and yeah we've totally had times where like um we we'll get a little bit disconnected but then we work on stuff and we just get back to it we know that like we have to because life is so much better you know right. when we are right. and um and too like I think I think too when like when somebody sees like your transformation like I mean like when I started to when I started to like sport for example like that's a that was a huge deal for me and he was like <laughs> What? You know, like (laughs) that was just like an inspiration, obviously. I mean, how wouldn't that, you know, be exciting? So seeing like and all of the little like hurdles and stuff that I was going over and new experiences that I was having and um and he wasn't jealous either. He was very like celebratory of what I was experiencing and took it upon himself to rise up to give himself. You know what I mean? Like obviously I'm now you know i'm capable of being just as multi-orgasmic like on my own but yeah of course he wants to be a part of it too and he's like he he rose up to to meet that because he's i mean as a man he can't be like oh she just has all this like amazing pleasure like on her just over here you know so it becomes an inspiration um when you start so
0: yeah, and I think it's yeah, like, important for people to hear, too, because mm, I think a lot of people think, like you were saying in the beginning, like, that two-year mark, and then it's, like, like a house or a car. You have to yeah. keep it. Yeah, it's, like, people exactly. forget. It's, like, and then they just want to buy a new car or a new house because their house yes. is filled with dust and dirt, and they've yeah. never cleaned it in their life. And I'm, like, look at this gorgeous house. Let's, yes. like revamp it, design it. And it's, like... People are just letting things, th- their houses or, like, their sexual energy fill with shit, never clean it, never work on it, and then move yes. on to the next thing for that, like, until that fills with shit again. And it's, like, time is no excuse. This is also an illusion. Oh, things wear yes. out over time. No, you don't keep up Take with care? your yeah. – Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's a, yeah, that's a perfect – describe it and that's what you know when I came across Kim's work she basically helped me to realize because like it was such a simple thing that she said but yeah like I can't even remember exactly but it just clicked and I was like oh obviously yeah we weren't like yeah we weren't really talking about this we weren't really you know when things started to falter we kept brushing it under the rug we Mm -hmm. were not we were both being like tiptoeing, you know, around each other and mm-hmm. not um, really getting to the heart of what was going on. So absolutely, like, it, it cracks me up that people, yeah, they, they think that's a real thing. Like, oh, like, my, my body just, just stops. You know, it's like, it's been, yeah, it's been exactly two years. And uh, yeah, I guess we're done. And we might have sex like once a month. And then it'll oh. just lessen from there. Like, that's just what happened. So
0: boring. <laughs>
1: it's so boring and it's it's just kind of stupid it's just obvious that like we have issues like life life is like it it's a it's a continuous journey new things come up all the time of course we don't stay the same we have to work on stuff it's like it's so obvious obviously I been right. through it now but I know that for That's just what we are so trained to think because we're also not trained or um, we don't emphasize or teach, you know, any kind of emotional intelligence or self-mastery or Mm -hmm. um, looking within. It is not part of like our culture to do that. It's much, much, much more ingrained in us to you know sweep everything under the rug so it only it only makes sense that people do feel that way but even on a logical level it's like yeah work on your shit you
0: know absolutely so how do you or how are you now with your sexual energy is it still just thriving in this pregnancy or has yeah totally no not at all
1: it's been very very natural it's been it, should, it just is. It's a part of my being now, yeah. again, because I, because I know what it's like without it. And yeah, totally. I feel just as, I'm like, yeah, just as, <laughs> just as what, just as like desirous, all that stuff. I feel, you know, completely, I love like my pregnant body. You know, I don't um body image issues around that. And yeah. I obviously encourage women to feel that way because their pregnant bodies are just absolutely, you know, luscious and gorgeous. It's always
0: and... so beautiful. I'm always like, yeah. oh my God, I've never seen a pregnant body that doesn't look amazing.
1: Yeah, I just, you, you're it's so full of life. And for me, yeah, like when you kind of release those sexual blocks a little bit, again, some women, it's very natural, which is amazing. But for others, like um, once you release those blocks and you just, you do, you feel that your life force energy, which is what sexual energy is too. So it only makes sense that it just like, yeah, it becomes, you just freaking like fall in love with your body and you're turned on all the time. And
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it, what it has been like. <laughs> amazing. And so, um, now you're like on this path of birthkeeping <laughs> or being a doula. Some people don't know what that mm-hmm. means. Birthkeeping. It's yeah. just another word. Yeah. It's another word um for being a birth attendant and working in this path basically and so how what's your I guess what's your vision for all of that how do you feel your mission obviously being a mother is probably first and foremost but then yeah how do you see this vision
1: absolutely so so yeah being a mom like so yeah this is the thing like I very much planned on using this year and next year to like be more active and and really actually start working with women but in my heart of hearts, I actually really did want a third child. So that did happen. So that's put things like, you know, on a, not a back burner because I'm still inserting myself and stuff into it and, yeah. and all that, but it's, I'm not going to be able to be as active as I initially intended. But, but essentially like when I, um, so after my first two pregnancies, I just really, obviously was trying to find more women like who also feels this way like about birth and you know how it is like on social media you just start Mm -hmm. following like all the birth pages and then I started you know I started being able that's when I actually noticed that there was like a many subsections of the birth world essentially yep. i love like I like i told you, you. On those
0: subsections i was like I yeah mean, exactly if i found you on <laughs> yeah. both these, both these <laughs> <things."> yeah totally <laughs> exactly because so
1: like i mentioned in the beginning like i really had this like, i guess naive view that yeah all midwives are authentic midwives they're all you know like completely they're I didn't realize that there was such a medicalized, like, faction, essentially, which is not Mm -hmm. what I resonate with at all. I'm very, very much into complete and utter support of women's choices. And I I know that, obviously, from an embodied place, because I put so much trust in myself, and I really want to um, help women feel that way about themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, basically what I that yeah there were a lot of factions of the birth world who don't they they at the end of the day don't actually trust women's bodies you know they're very much more concerned with the what ifs and maintaining um, their livelihood through their licensure and stuff like that so um, I didn't resonate with that and I actually was interested at that point in going into birth work but I was kind of I was really like disillusioned because I was like oh where do I go because I don't mm-hmm. want to I don't want to be in that world and then I ended up finding you know like free society and I found out about Yolanda Norris Clark and that there there's these radical birth keepers you know as they call themselves just in complete and utter allegiance to the woman and not the government not licensure and all of that and that's when mm-hmm. I was like okay this is where I need to be this is where this is this is actually what you know. I thought midwifery was when I mm-hmm. came into my first birth. So it was really exciting for me to meet all these women who really did feel that way. Um, you know about women, and I just was obviously so filled up by my birth that I was like, not that I'm ever ever trying to like teach women how to have because that's not you can't do that like you know birth experiences are for them and all you can do as their support person is to let them unfold you know Mm -hmm. into their and completely be there for them so that's what I again I have not like attended any births but I absolutely want to and I'm what I'm really focusing on now actually more so than anything is really like um feeling and being in community with women, which is something that I really have mm-hmm. not experienced before. So like for me, mm-hmm. that's what this last like, year has really been about, like connecting um, with women and um, both in person and online. And it's like absolutely has like filled my heart and um, just to be able to feel I guess, experience in an embodied way, like what I want all the women that I work with in the future to feel, you know, (laughs) like, again, birth, birth was new for me. And sadly community with women is still new for me. Like I feel, I just have this like massive kind of like wound of feeling like very alone and like, I've never experienced like real sisterhood before. So um, that is like a huge a focus in my life right now and then yeah like after and I'm I'm meeting so many incredible women exactly like I do and it's so awesome and um, so after I have this baby and things like settle down a little bit I really want to yeah start working with women who are wanting to give birth in their complete you know sovereignty pretty much and respect their choices and also postpartum because that has been a, another major major. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, that's like a whole other. That's like mm-hmm. a whole other topic. Yeah, but postpartum is something else that is just like gargantuan because that's just life. That's literally just life right. after having a, right. getting into motherhood, and I very much want to um, exalt women into that next initiation that next transformation as mm-hmm. well and I have studied mm-hmm. with uh Rochelle Garcia who I completely and utterly love
0: innate traditions adore
1: oh my Amazing. god could, She's like incredible. yeah I could, like totally like worship at her feet pretty much I just love mm-hmm. her so much and so so really just the entire continuum is really what I want to support women in loving and feeling and releasing the programming around and knowing that no, this is not the beginning. This is literally like, or sorry, not the end. This is the beginning like of your life. This is an an absolutely the most like beautiful rite of passage that I've ever experienced, you know, and I want, I want women to set that up for their children too. I want them to feel it for themselves and I want them to be able to give that to their children.
0: Right. And And you, they'll be so lucky to have you around because honestly, just your ability to trust and surrender, just then <coughs> having that around, it's, like, contagious. It, or it gives people the courage that, yeah. to do that. So it's amazing. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I do.
1: It's just, again, so basic. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> to me. And, and so this, this is a bit difficult. but well, Or it could be a difficult question. Maybe it's the easiest question in the world. But I always just say, if there's one last piece of wisdom that you want to leave the people with, what would that be? What should I leave the people with? A little piece of <laughs> wisdom. It's so hard. I mean, it's already jam-packed it in this whole conversation, but still. Right. It, it really is
1: just trust. Like, you you are, we're all, like, just eternal beings. We have, like, all of this innate, like, encoded wisdom in our DNA. And it is just freaking stories that keep you from experiencing it you know like Mm -hmm. i i really have used my life as an opportunity to to play with that you know because i have felt small i have felt like i am just another cog in the machine before i have felt that you know like for many points in my life and i just didn't think that all of these I guess the truly, like, the highest, the highest, like, spiritual experiences or physical experiences in life were really available to me, so I have taken the opportunity to, like, throw that, again, into the fire and, like, say, like, no, like, why would I feel that way about myself, like, obviously, there's a lot of people in the world, and we seem to think that, like, you know, there's just so many of us, and we're just all, like, kind of, like, random, like, meat suits walking around. But, no, every single one of us is, like, capable of just these, again, the highest experiences. It's not just for some people. It's for every single one of us. Yes. And so yes. Um, just, again, I, I know that for a lot of people that's, like, a hard concept to to accept. But start, start playing with that idea that you're actually, um, that you're actually, like, and a miracle you're living walking like miracle walking around you know and mm-hmm. all of these experiences are available
0: to every single one of us oh wow thank you so much amanda you're welcome